Caleb Collier said, proposing that the city of Spokane Valley issue a proclamation stating that our city is a Second Amendment sanctuary city. Welcome to the fire. Welcome to the fire. Hello, Church and State listeners. I'm Gabe with Church and State, and uh, we are here at the Reawaken America Tour. It is day one. We are in Tulare, California, and we have seen God move. His presence is all in this place. There's worship going on in the background, as you can hear. This, this, this is a city on a hill. I did not know Tulare was so spirit-filled. There's, there's a congregation of people who are just focusing in on God, focusing on what God is doing, not what the enemy is doing. And we have a guest with us who just riveted the congregation. I don't even say a crowd, it's a congregation. I have with me Pastor Arthur Pulowski, who you, you may have seen in the news. He defied the, 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 the sovereign nation of Canada. Andrew Trudeau, or Justin, Justin Trudeau. Trudeau. Justin Trudeau, Castro. Yeah, Justin Trudeau, Castro's illegitimate son. <laughs> so they say. Yeah, he looks just like Castro. Uh, and could, he acts like one as I well. I know, he acts like a tyr- tyrant. This was sacred to God. Now This is exactly why I need some action for my people. Hello, everybody. It's an honor to be with you. You do not want to eat synthetic meat. If you if you can grow a meat in a lab, if if you want to go ahead and have Soylent Green on the table, feel free to eat this garbage that Target's trying to throw out. But if you want actual meat that's been freeze dried, it's been then processed by actual human beings, go to griddownchowdown.com. Look, the World Economic Forum has declared a war on red meat. They hate the cows. They hate the cow farts. There is supply chain issues. And uh, for me, you can pry my steak from my cold, dead hands. If you want a meat that's going to last freeze-dried 10 years or more, this is the product you want. I want all of you to go to griddownchowdown.com. Use the promo code Church and State. These are fantastic freeze-dried raw beef. The blood is still in it. You just rehydrate it and add it to your favorite meal and you are ready to go. And remember, the Holy Word of God tells us, for one person has faith to eat all things, while another who is weak eats only vegetables. That's Romans 14.2. You're here with your wife, your son, your daughter, and you you have just bless the people of God. And I just want to say all of our church and state listeners, we've, we've been rooting you on. So to have you in person on the show is a tremendous honor, Pastor Arthur. Thank you. So thank you for being here. Tell us the environment, how, you know, what you're feeling as far as how the people of God are receiving what you're saying, because you know, it's kind of a corrective thing. You're, you're, you're warning people. What, what, are your, what are your thoughts? Well, it's a process. Everything we are witnessing right now, it's a process. Um, it's very hard for American minds and for Canadian minds, the Westerners, to grasp the idea that the government can be working against you, right? Because we are paying them and you think that your taxes should be protecting you. Uh, but the truth is that history is teaching us that from time to time, you have, as I call them, the wannabe fires people that will rise up and they will try to control your life and take everything away from you. And what we are observing right now is truly a fight between good versus evil. Um, But I believe that we are getting to people now. I mean, it takes a while for the masses to wake up and rise up, 
and I think we're witnessing this. As you can tell, I grew up behind the Iron Curtain under the boots of the Soviets, so I've seen this before, and people like me, we are very vocal, um, and we are using whatever is at our disposal, so you will you will hear us here raising our voice. We will uh, call names like Nazi, Gestapo, Communism. Why? Because we are observing the same things happening today as we've seen growing up. And sometimes it robs people in the wrong way because they're not used to that. While the police officer um, is a good guy, right? Police officer is to protect you. A government official uh, works for you, right? To serve and protect and, and, and be your servant. Uh, but we've lost that. So now more and more when we're sharing the story and people with their own eyes and ears see and hear what's going on, it resonates with them. I believe truly we're about to enter 2024 with a big splash. Something incredible is about to happen. The more they push, the more they're exposing themselves. Yes. And, and that's a good thing. That's not a bad thing. Some people will say, well, I wish this would completely disappear. No, because then you would go back dealing with the enemy that you do not know. It's good that they expose themselves. Right. It's good that we know how dangerous and evil and wicked and woke and rogue those individuals are. I believe we are in the middle of shaking. I think God is shaking the fence. He is forcing us in a way to make a decision, either good or evil, either me or Satan. You pick this day whom you're going to serve. And, and that's a good thing. In order to heal a patient, you need to diagnose that there is a problem. We have a problem in Western civilization. It's called corruption. It's called you know lying, deceiving, stealing, manipulating. It's a cancer. In order to heal the patient called United States of America or Canada or England or France or Poland, whatever, you need to understand that you need to take that scalpel and you have to cut that evil out. And it's a bloody business. It's a, it's a painful business. It will, uh, it will require a doctor to take that part of you out of your body and there will be a scar. There will be some pain. What we are going through is pain, but that's a good pain because now we know that God is doing everything that he can to heal us in order for us to survive. So I'm actually excited, believe it or not, after all uh, 340 citations, 120 court cases and multiple arrests, finally I see people are understanding what I was trying to communicate with them. And Americans didn't believe it. Canadians didn't believe it until they saw it. Like, I don't know if Chris, you could pull up the image. I don't know if you can just Google Arthur Pulowski being arrested. And while we're talking, I, I want people to see that image because they had you with your hands behind your head, on your knees, on the freeway. God told me I'm going to be arrested, so I knew. I had a dream and he showed me how it's going to be done, so I knew wow. it's coming. And of course, you gotta remember that I was arrested for um, uh, the criminal charges, which I was charged multiple times, but for this one, inciting people to come to an illegal gathering, officiating an illegal gathering and participating in the illegal gathering. I was arrested simply for keeping my church's doors right. open, right? That was my crime. And viciously attacked, intimidated, harassed, ticketed, and then eventually arrested in the middle of the highway. And I, um, I'll tell you why they did this. I think they were sending a message to the people, yes. visual message, you're next. 
they wanted to make an example out of me, but here is the good news. God used that image and made an example out of them. Because truly when you see that image, when you see me in the middle of a highway, surrounded by the police, masked up like some kind of a, right. uh, a Nazis you, in black uniforms. I was gonna say that you used that term the first time they came to your church you said, Nazi, Gestapo, get out of my church right yeah. now. I. Some people would say, I remember people criticize you for saying that's not Christ-like. Yes. That's not Christ-like to call them Gestapo. That's not Christ-like to call a public servant a Nazi. And I disagree. You, th that moment where you, the haunches went up. You ever seen a dog, like a pit bull, when their, their haunches yeah. go up? Sir, your haunches were up. Your, your ears were up because you were defending the flock of God. When they came inside the church, that's where it was too much. Yeah, but you got to remember, uh, I, I, I teach history. I'm not only a pastor, I also teach history. And what we are witnessing right now is a repetition of history. And I want people to understand that I used this language that robs the Westerners in such a wrong way specifically to awaken them right. into a visual understanding with hearing and seeing what we're dealing with, uh, with is a repetition of history. Uh, uh, for example, when I say Gestapo, people say, oh, that's a bad word. Gestapo simply means political police. Right. Those officers of the law had nothing to do with serving and protecting. Those were the agents of the state trying to deprive us from our God and state given fundamental rights. We have to understand that I have a great respect for authority. I, I have a great respect for the badge and the uniform and for an office. I have zero respect for corruption. When I see a police officer doing his job, I'll help him, right. I'll support him, I will clap for him. When I see the same officer breaking the law, I will yell and scream Nazi Gestapo, KGB, why? Because we pay them to do a certain job, which is very simple, is to serve and protect us, those that pay their right. salary. When I'm talking about government officials, and when I'm referring to them, to Nazis, you gotta remember everything Adolf Hitler did, according to the Nazi party, was lawful. Everything was done according to the law, and yet, it led to a slaughter of 30 million human souls. We have to understand just because the government says it's lawful, that doesn't mean it's illegal no. or good. Right. According to them, they may pass all kinds of ro rogue orders justifying their wickedness, but it's evil, it's wrong. For example, I tell people that criticize me for calling those people Nazis, well, um, during the Nazi era, and that's my grandma, grand my grandma was in Auschwitz-Birkenau. Of course, my uh, ancestors, my family was subjected to that uh, craziness um, from 1939 to 45. During that time, if you were hiding the Jewish people, for example, if you knew that your neighbor is hiding the Jewish people and the Nazis would show up, Gestapo would come, the political police would ask you, uh, do you know where the Jewish people are? What would you do? Well, the law says, the Jewish people are the enemy of the state. Would you denounce them? Would you give them up so they, the Nazis, can slaughter them in Auschwitz-Birkenau? Would you do it or would you lie? 
So the question is, can a Christian lie? Can a Christian call other human beings names under certain circumstances? And the answer is very clearly, biblically sound, yes. Rehab. Jesus called them, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I'm just thinking, Jesus called them, you brood of vipers, you whitewashed tombs. That's he, name calling. He called them names. <laughs> he called them worse um, names. I, I, actually, he flipped the tables. He made yeah. himself a whip. Um, also, John the Baptist, which was considered the greatest ever born outside of Jesus, of course, um, was um, calling them names as well. Uh, we had Rahab, which Jesus' line comes from. She was a liar. Yeah. If you know the story, she lied to her own people. She lied to the king saying, no, I don't know where, I the, don't spies know where the spies are. are. Actually, they went that way while she was hiding them. In her house. Right? So Directly save, lying. So to, to authority. To save lives. To save lives, sometimes you have to lie to a rogue, evil authority. Um, because here is the thing. If the authority are aligned with the word of God, you are to obey them. They are the agents yes. of God. They are to do good and to reward what is good. But if there are wicked, evil people, if they went rogue, you're obligation actually is not to assist them, not to support them, not to be part of that wicked, evil thing. The Bible says that if you know how to do good and you choose not to, it's a sin to you. As a pastor, as a shepherd of God's people, my job was to protect the flock. When the evil people showed up, I kicked them out. Of course, I paid dearly for that. I was arrested because I embarrassed them on a global scale. Uh, but I don't regret that. I think if every pastor, let's just stop with this. Right. If every pastor did, would do what I did, this would never happen. Human lives would be saved. Yes. Just the pastors. Now think about it. In the city of Calgary, we have over 2,000 police officers. 1.3 million people live in my city. 2,000 officers. If just them would refuse to do evil against the people that they swore to protect, the wicked would never be able to yeah. murder human lives. But here is what they did. The 2,000 people assisted evil, rogue, woke, demon-possessed psychopaths in literally locking people up, muzzling human beings, destroying lives, murdering, jabbing people, arresting good people, and punishing those that simply stood for God and state-given rights. That's the sad part of the story. The good part of the story is that they are good people that chose to rise up. And we have them. And based on their courage, based on what they did, there is hope. Because if you know your Bible, you know that Gideon was just one man and terrified to yes. answer that. He didn't want to do the job he was told to do. Moses couldn't speak properly. Stuttered, yeah. Sometimes I feel like this. I said, God, if I was you... I would probably choose somebody with a better English, like my son. My son was born in Canada. His English is, is perfect. He is, you know, highly educated. He can articulate in a beautiful way what I cannot. But God has a sense of humor. Yeah. And he uses yeah. the weak. He uses the weak so he can get the glory. The story of Arthur Pulaski is a very simple one. I just did what I was told to do, which is to be a shepherd of God's people and not to be afraid of the wolves. Why? Because we are followers of the lion from the tribe Amen. of Judah. 
when you understand who your God is, and that's the number one thing, if you know who your God is, he's the Alpha and Omega, he's the beginning and the end, he's the life itself, the enemies are in the palm of my Father's hand. If you know that, that's the number one thing. The sky is the limit. God is right. God of the impossible. But the second most important thing is you got to know who you are in Christ. You're the son of the most, most, most high God. You are the heir to the throne. You are, you, you papi, your father is God himself. So why are you so afraid? Why are you so afraid of the devil? Don't you know who your God is? I saw this picture on Facebook, drives me nuts. Jesus wrestling with Satan. That's such a false statement. There is no wrestling no. between God and uh, and a cockroach. There is no <laughs> wrestling between a dust and God. God can take down Satan in a heartbeat, just like that. But he chose to keep him around to test you. What we witnessed in the past three and a half years was the greatest test humanity has ever seen. And so many didn't pass the test. There are three types of people. On the other side, there are Judas's Iscariots. There is no hope for them. They have sold Jesus for money. Pastors sold Jesus for money. They opened the, their churches. They closed them for the people right. to worship, but they opened them for vaccine clinics. Yeah. They've sold Jesus for money. Then they are uh, Isas, Isa. Isa is a guy that sold his birthrights for porridge, for nothing, for a soup. bowl of soup. Can you imagine? There is no hope for them. They have sold something that is not for sale. But there are Peters, and I want to talk to Peters right now. There are many Peters out there. You've sold Jesus or you denied him, put it this way, because you were terrified. And I understand fear. I'm telling you, fear is a tangible demon. I can live with that. I understand that. But God is calling Peters out. You've done what you have done. You closed the church, you muzzled your congregants, you, you jabbed yourself, whatever you did, you did it because of fear. And God is wooing you. He's calling the Peters, come, I will restore you. I will heal your body. You, I will put you even in a higher position than you were before, but you gotta come, weep before God and humble yourself and understand what you have done. And I'm telling you, you will become the greatest apostle of all times, just like God did it with Peter. Peter's come forth. That's the message of hope. When you sold Jesus, that's it, it's over. But when you got scared, God says to you, fear not. 365 times a year, do not be afraid. Come on. Fear not. Why? Because if God is for us, who can be against us? Amen. Greater is he that is in me than the one that is in them. The story of Arthur Pulaski is a very simple one. I just obeyed God, and God showed up. Every time when you obey God, even if you're thrown in a fire, you see, he shows up in a fire. Amen. He sets you yes. free in a fire. He gives you an amazing testimony in a fire. He has a conversation with you in a fire, and in the fire is your promotion. Instead of running away from the fire, we should be running towards the fire. Amen. When I was off air talking to your wife, her name is Margina, she's a lovely human being, and I just asked her simply, how did you guys get from Poland to Canada? And I asked you that, and tell our listeners, because you were excited to share how you got here, and also how you got connected with the Reawaken America Tour, how you got connected with Clay. Can you share on that? Yeah, I find it um, quite funny. 
because we did not come to Canada, to North America for money. We had our Eldorado in Greece, believe it or not. We did business in Greece, it was quite successful. Um, we came to Canada for freedom. I'll never forget this conversation that we had with the agent that told us in a Canadian embassy in Athens, come to Canada, Canada is the freest country on earth. In Canada, no one will ever persecute you for your faith. And that's 340 citations later, 120 court cases and multiple, multiple arrests and imprisonment. So we came here for freedom. But when I was in jail, when I was in jail with my brother David, we were in solitary. And my brother came to me and said, what are you going to do now? We are locked. There's no way to go. And I look at him and I said, David, I do not know. Maybe I need to take a step back and allow God to step in. And he spoke to me. He speaks to me in the most unusual places. And, and I, I, I never ask for a vision or a dream. It just shows up. It just comes. And he said this to me. That's exactly what I want you to do. I want you to go. I want you to step back, go to the States, and let me work things out and that's where I decided to come to United States and that's where I met uh, I met uh, Clay Clark um, Trump's family uh, General Flynn the most amazing human beings I've ever met I mean you are my family and that's how I see I'm so excited every time I can come here because I see family members that I, I, I did not see for a month or two and of course when I was in a uh, in a house arrest, I didn't see you guys for almost two years. But we were was, praying, man. When I knew you were locked up, I was just like, sorry, sorry to say this, but I was cheering for you. I was like, yes, we got Apostle Paul. Like, I was thinking, maybe the angels are going to bust him out. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, I was praying for that, too, but it didn't happen. <laughs> uh, God, um, uh, <laughs> he, um, he does whatever he wants uh, the way he wants it. But um, I was in that jail with my brother David. And uh, the words came to me and he said, I want you to go to America and share your story. Warn the American people about what's coming their way. And uh, in a way, the message is still the same. Look what is happening to China, in China. Look what is happening um, in, in our beloved country, because that's what's coming your way if you will not pay attention. But also the message is this, look, I fought the greatest opposition in the country, the biggest guns, if you will, attorney general, yes. premier, prime minister, yes. mainstream propaganda, I mean, every outlet, um, business people, you name it, they tried to burn me alive. Right. They unscrewed tires in my pickup truck. They tried to assassinate me I saw me a video of them times. going around your block in dark cars, profiling your home. Yeah, like they, they were trying to scare you. Uh, they were not not just scare me. They tried to assess, assassinate me multiple Jeez. times. I was physically attacked in prison. Um, five different inmates already testified that the guards were giving them incentives to murder me in prison. Like they put me in a solitary, metal cages, freezing conditions, like literally minus twenty eight in freezing cell no um uh, when i asked for extra blanket they laughed at me at least you have a fresh air they put me in hot conditions like um a psych ward with a schizophrenic that murdered his brother with a machete they've done everything they could pistols knives bribery blackmail you name it the government's tried to do it and uh, here i am 
still standing and telling the villains, bring it on. My God is bigger than all of your minions combined together. You see, when you stick with God, when you stay on the right side of history and with the winner, which is God, you have already won. The enemy just doesn't Come know on. it. You see, a lion doesn't have to prove he's a lion. Right. He just shows up. Yes. And everything changes. The birds stop chirping and the monkeys stop yelling or they start yelling, depends on the circumstances. Uh, we are to be lions. We are followers of the lion from the tribe of Judah and lions show up to what's rightfully theirs. I think that's the message they hate the most. They couldn't scare me, no. they couldn't buy me, they couldn't blackmail me because there's nothing there. And here I am yelling or roaring, if you will, more than ever from the rooftops. They are afraid of the truth because the truth shall set the captives free. So go out there and keep preaching, keep telling people about the truth because the truth is the most powerful weapon. I said to the people, I grew up in Poland under solidarity movement, and I'm telling you, I saw the most powerful force and they did not use guns and swords. We didn't have tanks and planes. You know what we had? Each other. In solidarity, we stood with each other right. and we had our time. I'm telling you, out of the truck convoy, which I'm sure you have seen, the biggest Canadian yes, uprising the, in the history the Canadian of Canada. Canadian trucker convoy so encouraged me because I, at one point I was pretty discouraged about Canada. I'll just be honest. Between oh, Justin Trudeau's persecution of you and many other people and then obviously the border being locked tight, uh, products being so expensive, lumber, and plywood went to astronomical rates because everything going on in Canada, it just, it was just mounting. And then out of nowhere, these Canadian truckers drive into the capital, park their rigs and say, good luck moving us. Yeah. Like, th I that think was incredible. They, they were, I, I think a lot of them were spurned on by you. Well, like, lots of them. I um, at that time I have become um, a Canada's pastor, freedom pastor. So the truckers, before they start rolling, they called me and they said, uh, "Would you be our pastor? Would you conduct, you know, series of church services?" And they, they did not have to ask me. I mean, it was a great like, yes. privilege and honor. I'm telling you, this was the most amazing thing I have ever seen on Canadian soil. People coming in solidarity, families loving each other, every color, every creed. Uh, you name it. Um, I, I saw people grilling, barbecuing, praying, singing, hot hugging. Tubs, hot tubs in some of their trucks. And uh, stuff playing like uh, street, ho uh, street, uh, street hockey. Um, it was incredible. So I went over there and I delivered a number of church services. And I don't know if you know, but here's a fascinating part of my story with the truck convoy. Out of all the organizers and all the... Hey, we're at the radio break at the 27-minute mark. I just want to say to all our ACN listeners, you've listened to Arthur Pulaski. We're going to be online for a couple more seconds here with hearing more of his testimony. If you want to hear that content, go to rumble.com at Church and State 1776 or Facebook, Church and State 1776. Thank you so much to our listeners. The name of your church... Streetchurch.ca, if you want to be part of the lawsuit against the villains, attorney general, crown prosecutors, you name it. I'm going after chief of police. I'm going after Alberta Health Services. Every person that tried to hurt us, I'm going after them. Go to streetchurch.ca, streetchurch.ca, because we're still feeding people on the streets. We feed thousands of people every week. We never stopped. Yeah. I want you to say something. I'm going to say I'm Gabe Blomgren, and a calm does not suit me. And then I want you to say... I'm Arthur Pulowski, and I was made for a storm. Can, can you say, I'm Arthur Pulowski, and I was made for a storm? 
I am Arthur Pulaski, and I was made for a storm. Okay, we're going to do it again. I'm Gabe Blomgren, and a calm does not suit me. I am Arthur Pulaski, and I was born for a storm. All right, there we go. God bless you guys. Welcome to the fire.